dear friends and loyal listeners. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 18 of Bridging the Digital Divide. It, do you remember my voice because it's been like two months since we've been here? Here's my Sherpa guide, Brad. Hi, Brad. Long time we'll see. Seriously. I mean, we've been talking here and there and emailing and stuff, but we haven't really actually been able to be in studio for two whole months. Uh, yeah, time just flies. I know. So the last time I saw you would have been right before Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, I know a lot has been going on. Um, also, WCTV is going to be building out the pos- podcast studio. So this episode is the last episode that's going to be done in this particular podcast room. So sad. I know. But the new thing is going to be really good because yeah. there's going to be uh, an ability to simulcast. We will go over with you guys what that is. Uh, we probably will, spoiler alert, for episode 20 of this season, we'll probably do it simulcast yeah. so you can kind of see um, the viewership and listenership, what we're doing. And, um, you know, simulcast is, I mean, it's been going on for a long time, but we'll tell you the history of that. Uh, we'll showcase WCTV's new podcast studio. But for now, Let's talk about what's going on today. First of all, Brett, anything going on in your universe that you want to tell us about? I mean, Christmas was good, New Year's was good. Everything's good. It's a a new year. It's just, uh, it's amazing how quick time goes. (laughs) I know, right? And you're feeling well and everybody's good. Everybody's healthy, yep. All right. So moving along, today we're going to talk about password managers. Um, You might have heard of password vaults, things like that. And it's funny because when Brett and I pick out our topics, we generally do a list of topics we're going to cover. And then sometimes we'll shift those depending on whether we can get guests or what's topical. This particular topic, password managers, we picked out two weeks ago maybe? Yeah, about that. And now there's something going on in the news (laughs) that uh, dovetails with what's going on. So tell everybody what's going on with password managers. First, let's tell them what a password manager is. Sure. So a password manager is exactly what it sounds like. It's a plugin usually for your browser, which I think we talked about way back in episode one, password br- browsers, browsers yes. and extensions and stuff yes, like that. Yes. Um, and so what it does is it stores all your passwords in an encrypted vault. And the only password you have to remember is the master password. And so you can add this plugin to any computer and log in with your master password and have access to all of your all of your passwords without having okay. to remember them. So let me backtrack a little bit. When you say plug-in, mm-hmm. is that similar to an app? So, kind so like of? A, yeah, so there are an, there are apps for like the mobile devices. So like the one we'll talk about today is LastPass, which is the, the, the biggest one for now. And you have a plug-in for your browser that you can add to your browser, but there's also a LastPass app okay. that you can put on your phone or your iPad. So that, okay, so let me see if I got this. Okay. So, when you would download the plugin, right? Yep. But if you want to use LastPass or another Vault app, <laughs> you could do that on your phone. So phones are apps, computers are plugins. Essentially, is that yeah, yeah. So it's not only plugins, but uh, like on apps can also be like websites, essentially. Okay. So to utilize the Vault from my PC or my work computer or whatever, yes. laptop, whatever, that would be a plugin. Yes, exactly. But to use it from my phone, yep, be that a- would be an app. Exactly. Oh, you yeah. believe. Okay. So I get it about mm-hmm. wanting to do that. And I know you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. That makes sense because I, I know you're not supposed to make all your per- passwords the same, but all of mine are almost the same except maybe there's like one digit or a, a little exclamation point that's different. And I also use affirmations for some of oh, my good. passwords, too, because um, 
you know, I want it's something you type in all the time, right. unless you use save password, <laughs> which I never do. But right. if you were to do a regular password every day, I find that's a nice way to sort of do my mantra for my yeah. big stuff that I use all the time. I put something in there like today's going to be a great day. That's great. Or whatever. Oh, that's fantastic. So much. <laughs> yes, but I am continually. Yeah constantly doing forgot password and now the verification yeah. process is so much longer mm-hmm. it used to be forgot password and they would just let you retype it now it's verification yeah. on your phone with a code yeah. or through your computer and i know why yeah. the they in quotes <laughs> are doing that because there's been so much hacking that there's no protection right so the idea of a password manager is you set up one password and then you link? So you log into the plugin on your browser. And so once you start your browser, it's automatically, you're not, you can remember the password for your Vault plugin. Yes. And so when you start your browser, it'll automatically log in. But like you're saying, it's a, not very secure. Right. And so in that case, what you would do is you would start the browser. And then as part of the browser opening, it would... Um, prompt you to log into the password vault. I see what you're in. saying. Where all of your other passwords and what would you websites yeah, it ties it to I call it. them outlets, but that's not the right word. Where all your outlets or thingies live. Right. That would it would just automatically. So what's the difference between that and syncing? Because a lot of times in the upper right hand side when I log into Google, yeah. it will say, Do you want to sync all your stuff? And I always say no because I don't really know what that means. So syncing so like when you if you log in you, so you can log into a browser. So if you're using Chrome and you log in with your Google account, what yes. it does is it syncs all of your history and if you saved all of your passwords to your cloud account meaning that if you change a password on like your work computer and then you want to access it from your home computer it would sync and so it was from your work computer it would back it up to the cloud yes and then when you're on your home computer it would pull it down from the cloud so that Mm. that's that's what the syncing is so between two computers connecting to the cloud to get updated information across your devices okay and so what you're talking about is essentially the same infrastructure that password vaults use but instead of using LastPass yes. and your cloud account for LastPass you're just using your Gmail account in your browser and so it's the same vulnerability um, okay. where everything's backed up to the cloud and and so I guess technically it's kind of similar but not really you could you it's could, not safe no well no right definitely not you 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 could you could call the saving of passwords in Chrome a password vault if you're logged into Chrome and you have web activity turned on so, so should we yeah. sync or not to sync and and that's the question yeah. <laughs> Um, I, so so uh, let me well, let me talk about what's happening now with yes, La- do LastPass. That, do that, and then so, maybe that will help us with the sync or not. Yeah. So okay. La- LastPass uh, got hacked because it's online and everything's vulnerable to be hacked. And so when they got hacked, I want to say it's in August of last year they got hacked. Okay. LastPass, the company, let everybody know that hey, we have a vulnerability. You want to change your master password. So that means that's fine. So anytime you get compromised on any account, you want to change your master password. Right. And so that's fine. So uh, like the library uses LastPass. And so I went around and I changed LastPass on, I think there was 20 devices that oh we use. So it's a lot. 
Yes. And so, but it also, it shows you how helpful LastPass or password vaults can be. Is like, no one, you don't have to worry about somebody corrupting the database, the, uh, the file, or somebody throwing out the post-it with all the plugins as it walks from one desk to the, to the next. Okay, but then you had to send a bulk email to the 20 or 50 users <laughs> saying, hey, the new vault password, no. LastPass password is this. So I had to walk around. So sending it through email isn't safe. Right. So I went around and physically logged in everyone to the new password. And so I'm like, all right, fine, that happens. It gets it gets hacked, and it's still, we have over 400 passwords to do our <gasps> jobs. Oh, my And Lord. so remembering those is not possible. Right. Um, and so it was re it's really useful using LastPass. But uh, the end of December, LastPass came out and said it was more than that. And so usually when something's hacked, you just hack into the cloud account. So the last pass servers where everything is, is saved. But what the hackers did is they downloaded all of the vaults. And so when you're talking about a password <gasps> vault, it's, think of it like a folder on your computer wow. that's password protected. And so they downloaded all of the vaults for all of the users, which means that they can hack to their to their their heart's content. Right. They don't have to worry about it because they have an offline copy. And once they get into your your account using the old password, right, they have access to all of your email. Okay, so let passwords. me break it down for those of you who are like me. <laughs> so you, as a as a user, I create my vault through LastPass, yep. and then I find out they're hacked. If I don't tell everybody the new password. Could someone get in through the old? And then if they do, they get everything that that person has. Because in organizations, some people mm -hmm. only have access to some accounts. Right. And some have access to others. So somebody lower on the totem pole might only have five or ten login right. passwords. But somebody higher up on the food chain like yourself has those 400. So, so like the last pass is kind of all or nothing there. So like you have access okay. to everything. But like I usually don't give out the last pass password to everybody who Right. So most people don't need it. They just right. need to get it like one or two passwords in that vault. Okay. And so the the issue, the difference was is usually if you change your password, that that's all set, all good. That's all you need to do is change the password on the servers on the vault, on LastPass's servers. That's fine. So like the hackers no longer have access to it because usually right. they're just trying to expose what's online. But by taking it offline. If you, we don't change our passwords, they have an offline set where they could go and go to any of our sites okay. with the old password. So when they the let you know that the breach had happened initially in yeah. August, I know you're good and I know what you're going to say. You changed it immediately. Mm -hmm. But some of us yeah. aren't as proactive. Right. Or maybe if someone was out sick or had vacation time or, or the email accidentally went to spam, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Right. They, if they didn't do that, then... Every single person who has access to that vault or that LastPass, every single account on that is vulnerable? So that's where it's, this particular hack is so dangerous because even if you changed your password, your master password, you're still at risk because right. they have an offline copy. So that's why you need to go further, one step further than you normally do. Mm. You need to change more than just the master password. You need to go in and change every single password for every website that you saved. Did you do that? We're still in the process of it. Because you had 400. Because we have 400 of them. And oh. they t it takes a long time because... I don't know if you ever, you said it earlier. It's yeah. a pain in the butt to try it to. Is. So sometimes we have passwords that are saved, and the email address right. on that account right. is no longer around. 
Right, or if someone might have left and they had exactly. access. Yeah, oh my and Lord. so sometimes you can't. There is no option in in an account to change your password. You have to click that re lost <sighs> password button. I've had a couple of them with like vendors uh, for for books that they don't allow us to change it because it's based on city. So okay. like it's really it's kind of scary. So what we did is we prioritized. Not all of the passwords are created equal. We need to right. we run around and change anything with like a credit card or right. like a checking account or anything. This kind is of what I was exactly thinking. Yep. Banking, anything like that. So do that the heavy hitting items first and mm -hmm. then but okay, let's say I'm a hacker okay. and I've created this genius way to hack, which is I don't want to give them credit, but that's pretty genius. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. If I were a hacker, I'd know that you were going to go and fix the big items first. How would those little items help them? How could it help? Like it's a, say it's a book exchange between yeah. you. How's that really going? I mean, I don't know what they could do with that information. Really, it's obscure for them. What are they going to rent an extra book? Ooh, big deal. Right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the only thing would be they could be impersonating. They might be able to see your email and maybe pretend to be you right. and get access to things that way. Even those phone calls that people make and they say, I'm so-and-so and this and that. Right. So if they have enough information, they might be able to create another account. That's a lot of work on their yeah. end, but they could do it. So it's really quantity over quality in this yes. case. It's like they can probably sell sell the email addresses for a quick profit, right? Because they have a right. list of all the email addresses associated with all those accounts. Um, if you use the same password for multiple sites, they might just take the password from that, that book exchange that really can't give yeah. them anything and try it on Amazon. Oh, and right. see if that works. Okay, so, so yeah, so it's basically um, a time crunch issue. You just found out. Do you think you had enough time? I do. We do. I think we're okay. I think we're because we. Because you in. found out in August. Yeah. They well. sort of didn't know either. Let's be nice to them. They, they didn't know. We'll yeah. say. But if they did know. Yeah. I don't know. Can you imagine the meeting, the staff meeting yeah, for that? I, Especially because they're supposed to be a vault. Right. right. <laughs> and oops, right? I right. mean, can you imagine the staff meeting for that? I, I don't know where because I've been looking for like best practices because there's nothing fundamentally wrong with the technology because the, the encryption they use online is much stronger than like your password encryption mm. in, in Chrome. If right. you're storing your your passwords that way, so the password vault technology is 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 mm. good. But the issue they ran into is they weren't honest with they weren't transparent with how much was compromised. So is it that they didn't know? I, they knew. Or, oh, they knew. Well, let's be careful. Yeah. We don't want you to go to jail. <laughs> Allegedly, yes. they knew it, and they yes. figured <laughs> out from. So this I'm thinking of. If I worked for the vault people, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This came down the pike. The first thing to do would be to get the programmers in. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing to do would be to get the PR and legal involved. Because yeah. how much can we yeah. tell them? How much should we tell them? And by when? So if you're saying they knew something yeah. in August and they said, hey, something sort of happened. <laughs> but then by September, it was, uh-oh, something really bad happened. Yeah. That gives those hackers a month of lead time on the good guys. It was more than that because, like, the, the yes. like I was saying, the offline copy of everything they they've had since August and so they don't have to work they can take their time and yeah. and they probably got like millions of vaults if not billions because you can have multiple vaults per user Ugh. so like it, it was it's so bad so like I don't I, I think LastPass is in trouble because mm. it's 
this is huge. This is some. This is you lost the trust in like a trust yeah. relationship online is huge. So I can tell you when I was introduced to the concept, um, someone who had worked here previously introduced us to the concept. I didn't like the idea. Yeah, I just didn't mm-hmm. because you know I'm anti-technology yeah. as much as I love you. <laughs> I like you know this thing's the same. And I thought, well, gee, if we store it all in one place, the convenience is good. Yeah. But what about the safety? And I was told, oh, the things you just yeah. said, it's so safe, la, la, la. So now we're doing this show on this. Right. Do we recommend this thing? No, I wouldn't recommend LastPass. So like the, the one that I've seen. But if we had done this show two months ago when we had it slated, we would have said yes. I probably would have, yeah. And we would have had to come mm-hmm. out with a retraction show saying now we say no. Well, that's the issue with technology is, is it's changing so fast. And anytime you put your information online, you're, you're vulnerable no matter how safe it is. Right. And that's why the industry seems to be almost going back to like the post-it on your screen. Right. <laughs> it's right. different depending on like a business. Like you, you said your desk is right. visible to the right. public. So you would not want to do that. In your case, you want to keep the passwords on a post-it in a locked draw or something like that. Yeah. And so that is where that's where where you're accessing the information from is right. important because people can they, these hackers are you know working in their bathrobes in sure. like in the hotel somewhere right they're not going to come to somebody's individual house and break in just for right. passwords right. so now it's kind of like well they don't need to right because everything's online it's all ac- yeah. accessible online and this could be international yeah I'm, I'm sure it is I'm sure it's not yeah well it could be yeah right allegedly, be USA, allegedly right. we want to be careful because we don't yeah. want to get in any trouble so every time I use my computer here at the office it's somewhat considered a public computer but Mm -hmm. membership around here doesn't really get on there but my boss and other people can i always clear my history every day before i leave Mm -hmm. going back to syncing if i'm going to use the sync button is it a good idea for me to clear the history so history is local it can't so the syncing can so that's one thing that google does if you're assigned into chrome it will sync your history yes and i'm not sure if it clears it from the local or or on the cloud as well and doesn't this have to do with the cache as well because when i clear my history i clear everything Mm -hmm. because i don't I don't know if someone's going to accidentally Smart. bump the computer or look or whatever. Yeah. So should we be doing that on a regular basis? You should definitely be clearing it. But like, so like the site. But the problem I, with that is, let's say I use Facebook. We'll mm-hmm. use that, right? And I just want to click and log in with mm-hmm. one thing. I don't want to. Well, if I clear my cache exactly. and if I clear my sync. Mm-hmm. then I'll have to log in in every single time. Right, because visiting Facebook writes a cookie saying, hey, I visited Facebook, let's keep this information. Usually it's like... Usually asks me, yeah. do you want to? Mm-hmm. I always say no. That's the most secure way to do it. But who is... But it, we have such a... Um, a false sense of security in our own homes that, well, this is my PC in my house. Like, work you would. I think anybody would, right. you know, would clear that for obvious reasons. Yep. Maybe you're looking up your Aunt Tilly's address and you don't <laughs> want your boss to see that you took 15 minutes to do right. that. I get that people yeah. do that. But at home, I think we're much more vulnerable yeah. to that kind of thing. The, the blurring of public and private is online is definitely something you feel more secure and it's very convenient to save passwords and save your history. And so here's another thing I've done, which I know you're going to say I shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. So because I now have more and more things and because I got married and I changed my name and all this mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. I have a note on my phone, you know, the note app. Mm-hmm. I have all my passwords written in there. That's not good. So it depends. Because if that phone gets lost, well, I, they'd have to unlock mm-hmm. it. 
but I don't, if they did, they, it's all, it's in a document basically on my phone. Is it, Where else am I going to put it? Yeah. Is it part of your cloud backup? So like your phone's usually backed up. So if you, do you have an iPhone? Yes. So if you have iCloud backup turned on, including your notes app, all your notes are in the cloud now. And that's not. So it's vulnerable, right? Should, so. All right, I'll have you check my phone. <laughs> but that's something because I, yeah. I didn't want the, the paper. Mm-hmm. Now I know people who actually have older folks, friends of mine, who have a big sheet of paper with every phone number that's in their phone, as yep. well as every password yep. that's in there. And then if they ever lose the phone and they can't back the phone up yep. or they can't get extract the data when mm-hmm. they get a new phone, they have that paper. Mm-hmm. But that's vulnerable too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's less is vulnerable to you losing it. Well, if somebody broke into your house, let's yep. say somebody broke into your house, yeah. some bad guys, and you were a bigger fish than me, because yeah. what would, could they ever get from me? Not a lot. <laughs> so if you're listening, hacker people, <laughs> I don't really have a lot for you. But if they, I, you know, I watch a lot of crime drama. So I'm thinking if I were a banker, let's say, yeah. and they broke into my house and I had all the passwords on paper. So, right, so that is... It, What's the user to do? So I think that that's actually the safe, one of the safer bets is because you're talking about um, edge points. And so mm-hmm. like the more po- more points of exposure you have, the more vulnerable you are. Okay. If you keep your passwords on a piece of paper in your, in your dresser, yeah. that's one edge point and that's it. But if you keep it stored online, every single site that you have access to is an edge point. And so you, it just grows exponentially. That's why you're absolutely right. Someone can break into your house and find your password written on a sheet of paper. But the likelihood, the effort that the hackers would have to do is much more than they want to want to put in because they can just sit sit at their, on their keyboard and access okay. not just you, yeah. but Billions of people. And then it's a race against time Yeah. when these things happen. Yeah. Like, you know, we've all, I don't know if you have, but credit card fraud, I've experienced oh, yeah. that. Um, I'm pretty good about checking mm-hmm. and my ba- I pay my balances off immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but if I want to see like five grand charged on one of my yeah. cards, I would lose it. I'd be like, what? I, I never spend yeah. that much. And if I do, it's paid immediately. Yeah. And credit card companies are pretty good. If they, they see unusual activity, stop what it. they yeah. consider unusual, they'll mm-hmm. let you know. Mm-hmm. But once you've been hacked, if you don't, no, it's a race against time before you can yeah I mean, so like like i was just saying it's not just usually one person it's usually yeah. millions or billions of people so yeah. yes it's a race against time but both of you are racing right you have to change your password right. and then the hacker has to get to your entry in the information that they stole right so i mean don't yeah don't don't sit on it right right don't, don't panic right right but then also too um the after effects of all of this cost everybody money Oh, yeah, sure. Because we all know that if you call up and you let your credit card company, mm-hmm. the bigger outlets, you let them know this happened and they can see your history and they work with you, then it gets, quotes, written off. But right. that money has to yeah. be paid yeah. somewhere. And right. that's why yeah. it affects, it's cyclical. Absolutely. And, and think about the you jobs. So like if, this, if LastPass ends up like crumbling, how many jobs are lost because right. they messed up? Right. I always think about that, too. So do we know how they got hacked or what happened? Do you think it was an inside job, allegedly? No, because, like, they are an attractive target, right? Because they're they're so I mean, gosh, if I was a crook, I'd be like, well, this would be Mm -hmm. easy because that's one-stop shopping. Yeah, exactly. I can get everything I want in one place. This is why I was against this Mm -hmm. last pass thing. There's a fee to use it. Uh, There's a free version. We use the free version, yep. Okay. So, but it doesn't matter whether it was a free version or a paid version, you still got hacked. Really? 
Well, then why would you use the more ex- why would you, you pay? You get more then? features. You get oh. more like bells and whistles when you add, when you can. But I think you, you can, can also hack. use it. You can so right now you can only use it on your phone or your uh, plug-in. Okay. But the pro version allows you to use both. And so sometimes you know you look on you're on Facebook on yeah. your, on the browser, but you you know that password is saved. But on your phone it isn't saved mm. for whatever reason. You can't access it. So okay. they were counting on people wanting to access all their sites from both devices, wow. and so they would have to pay for that. It, did you know that 52% of people surveyed say that they use the same password every time? It's so like the, uh, there's still passwords that are like password one two three all lowercase. It's just like it's, we need a, we need like <laughs> part of like digital literacy yeah. needs to be like don't do something dumb. I and it's know. And it's just because they don't see the seriousness of it, um, and it's a pain. And I don't like when they give you. Um, I don't. I can't think of one, but they give you the fake password to use, and it's usually like X D Q P, oh, and then ampersand, yeah. and then I don't uh, like when they give you the. Who is ever going to remember that? That so that's the thing. So the, the there's a couple of uh, ways they would approach this. So even if you if you don't want to write down your password, you should never use the same password for all your sites. Come up with like a base, and then add numbers before it, and like a prefix based on the site. Before uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> the numbers after it, and then like a prefix before it, and then. They say use a phrase, use a, use a song lyric, use um, um, a mantra, something yeah. like your affirmation. Sure. Use the f- the first line of your favorite book. Right. Um, so because that- those security questions generally aren't that kind of stuff. Right. Because you got to think about that too. Yeah. Because if they can get you to, you know, sometimes the, they'll, the hackers will call you and they'll pretend they're your friend yeah. and they'll be like, oh, remember we went to high yeah. school together? Yeah. And they get you to say that <laughs> stuff. There is some good news, though, about our friends at LastPass. When somebody passes away, LastPass is very good for that because you just have that one. Let's say you're trying to manage Mm -hmm. your dad's finances in California and and he just passes away and you have 60 or 70 accounts to go through. If they just had a LastPass, it does make it easier. So that's something I didn't think of. Because if my family was going to try to clean up, go through all of my stuff, how would they ever do that? so that you could do it with a piece of paper, right? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I'm sure you so, could. Yeah. You could mm-hmm. make a copy of the death mm-hmm. certificate by the time you get it. Send it to I the know, corporation or fax it or yeah. scan it, yeah. right? Probably need a raised seal or who knows mm-hmm. what. <laughs> and then, so so LastPass can help sure. with that. At least if you had that, then family members or, or executors could go through yeah. and look. There's undeniable benefits, but any any time you get a, get something, you have to give something. And in this case, it's the vulnerability. You know, right? Um, it saves time, yeah, and absolutely. I think that's the rub with. I don't know about other countries, but Americans, we are so instant gratification mm-hmm. oriented. Oh, yeah. So the whole idea of I don't have to type anything; it just does it for me. It's a nice lore, but it's right. not safe. No, not at all. Uh, it says many password managers sync across different operating systems. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit about the syncing, but yep. what does that really mean? So the plugin can be installed in Chrome or Firefox or Safari or Edge or all, any kind of browser. So different operating systems have uh, different browsers. And so in order to make sure that you can use any the operating system you want okay. it has to be compatible with all of them so when you say that what you mean is firefox chrome mm-hmm. and edge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I yeah. <laughs> okay um it says that it can help protect your identity in a roundabout way because um using a unique password for every site you're essentially segmenting your data across mm-hmm. each website 
So it gives you a little protection that way. But they just got hacked. So now I feel like reading all this, I feel like I don't want to even say it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, also, I, um, another thing. Go ahead. No, I was, so, like, I think that if they do survive, they're probably going to be very, very secure <laughs> now. Because For a while. Afford it. True. Very true. Yeah. I mean, I, we can't really blame them because it's, everything it is, yeah. is penetratable, if that's even a word. <laughs> sure not. Everything is able to be penetrated. Right? Um, one of the things they say is really good about um, when you create a password, that you want to enable that two-factor or multi-factor. Yeah, that's what, yeah so it's just... Yeah, I mean, I like it, but I don't like it. There, so there are, I think it's Hotmail. You can actually log in without your password if you have your phone. You can send like a one-time code to your phone. Mine does that. Yeah, okay. But, but what about a situation where you don't have your phone handy? Yeah, can't get in. Then yeah. you get, or like I'm a lazy person, so, <laughs> oh, I have to go downstairs now and get my phone and write in the number. Yeah. And da, 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 da. You know, so now I've trained myself if I'm yeah. going to log into work from home, let's yeah. say, I make sure I have my phone handy because yeah. I know it's going to ask me. And I appreciate that because I want things to be secure, but it's also a pain. So there's two yeah. different things there. It's like we, the two-factor means you need your password and you need that second device, but they're also moving towards just using a second device, which I guess is technically two-factor authentication. Mm. But a lot of sites are like, are, are forcing you into it now. Yeah. You can't opt out anymore for some. Yep, I noticed that too. And you know what I really don't like now that we're on top of, of things <laughs> I don't like? When they make you do that quiz where you're not a robot and oh you have God. to, with the, the pictures. The, yeah, click everything and it's a like, Yes, yeah. yes, I really hate yeah, that. Brutal. I, why do we even need that? Because there's so many bots that can automatically put in, input a password and really? a username and a password. It's just a simple line of code. So what would happen? Well, I mean, I've done it before. I've missed one of the pictures with the crosswalk in it, like you said, and it just redoes it. It tries but it. But what would a, a bot can't process that? Because it, it's... Because it can't it's var- see right, it? It can, it's variable, so it's no way. There's not The answer isn't in the code. You have to physically see and click. Okay. So there's no way for someone to yet to code that if you see a cur- this is the crosswalk so look at the image because image searching ah. is still is still like it's the next frontier because you can't search images unless you manually put in metadata behind the scenes because computers aren't smart enough to be able to recognize images at least the ones we're using very true right okay <laughs> what about when they do that um, you have to type in the letters and I can almost never catchers. see them and do you use the hearing one where they give you the words I don't because I usually can't hear it because it's a nightmare yeah. they say it either so far faster in a tone yeah. that sounds robotic and you can never yeah. ca- I never catch it. So I have to bad. keep clicking, give me another one, give me another one, give so me another the, the one. Two-factor authentication is a replacement for the CAPTCHAs. <sighs> okay, so I hate both, but I guess I'd prefer <laughs> the picture one yeah. more. Yeah. Um, and what about when someone gets hired into a company, I guess it's important for you to let them know what the password policy is. Yeah, so a lot of the times it's now hard-coded. Like we're on the Wilmington Town domain, meaning right. that every 90 days we have to change our password. And so, what? yeah, when you log in, uh, when you get to like two weeks or something, you get a warning saying that your password needs to be changed. And so it's kind of like you don't even have to let people know because the technology is going to force you to change it, which is more secure. It's a pain in the butt. But yikes, yikes. You know. Nothing is safe. No. We know that. But I guess you can try to be as safe as you yeah. can be, yeah. I guess. So are are we saying we we recommend, or I don't want to use that word. Are we saying we like password vaults? We used to. Now so we don't know. I, I would say, yes, I like password vaults, but you have to change your passwords every so often. And, and, you, and that's a manual process. But I don't and want can, to. Yeah, well, you have to. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to take a bath. I don't want to go to bed. So the password vault usually is a password generator, like you were yes. saying. It's like the A ampersand <sighs> number no, capital. Yeah, it looks like how we used to put swears, yeah. like that weren't the swears, and when yeah. you write stuff, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm so yeah. angry. Beep, 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 beep. So you can make a really secure password with a password vault because you don't have to remember it. But you have to manually change your password. And I think LastPass actually has like a setting you can turn on to prompt you to change your password every like 90 days. So I would say okay. the problem isn't so much the password vault. Well, not only the password vault. It's also your complacency. And mm. you need to change your password. every uh, 90 days is the like absolute longest industry standard. I know some companies are like 30 days. Every month you need to change. First oh month, God. change your password. Ugh, That's like tough because that. because we have 460 sites we use. That would take me days. I've mm. like delegated because all the accounts are just for technology. Right. But like you you generate so many passwords just by living online nowadays that you need to change it on a regular basis. But it's going to take you a long time to do it on a regular basis. So you know what they say. After a flight crashes or after something happens in the flight world, the best day to fly would be the next day or next two days day. after yeah. <laughs> because they're being more careful oh, now. Yeah. Like everything is on red alert. It should have been the day before whatever happened happened. Right. But now everything's right. So in about two months, LastPass will probably be super duper safe. Perhaps. It, it will have to be. And I'm sure heads rolled on whatever happened to allow this. So there'll be new staff, yeah. new ways. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I would wonder if this was an inside job. Just me, crime stopper that you I am. Know. Yeah, because how would you ever get? LastPass is supposed to be. Yeah, they, I, I don't know. Well, don't know. we're not saying we recommend doing it or don't doing it. We <laughs> don't do it. We're giving you the information you and you can make your own decision. But I would think that... Because of what just happened, this breach, we, we are in, what are we, January yeah. 2023. So I would bet by February or March it's going to be ironclad. Yeah. But who knows how long that will be yeah, until just, the next yeah. horrific thing just change your passwords. happens. I know. It's but hard. then where do you keep the list? Like, where do you yeah. keep your list? I, wait, right now I have a spreadsheet that's on my computer, just my computer. So it's offline. Okay. But if I lose my computer, it's vulnerable. Do you ever print it out? No, because I because my password is is well I use a I use a certain uh, mnemonic device so I can, I remember the password no matter I I can get myself in the right direction yes, remembering yes. my password yes yes <laughs> without giving up oh. too much information but right <laughs> sometimes it's easier to copy and paste if it's a bigger because like my password is I think it's like twenty four characters long now. So like so I can like mistype that so many times, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you can lock yourself. Yeah, out. yeah. So if your system were to crash and you couldn't get in, then what? Then I wouldn't have my password. So, so I, I guess have you to, would have to. You I would, would hopefully have to, be able to reset the password. You would have to crack into your hard drive probably <laughs> somehow, well, right? Wouldn't you? If it's crashed, the hard drive. If the operating system's crashed, you can't really. I guess you could, but. Yeah, let's be on me. Oh, God, let's just not even <laughs> worry about that right now. Shall we do our food for thought? Let's because, do it. boy, a lot of jazz <laughs> right there. And now it's time for your technology tidbit food for thought. Oh, I can't wait because my brain is hurting. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, so, way back, so the internet, as we know from the computer history episode we think did very early on, yes. it was, is. Um, a child of something called ARPANET. So the okay. Department of Defense created ARPANET in 1969. Well, computers were around before that. And so uh, com the biggest, com the older computers, like in the 50s, were like the size of like a refrigerator, if not more. They were right. huge. And they could only allow one person to use the system at a time. 
because there was no multiple logons. But in 1961, uh, an MIT professor called Fernando uh, Corbado developed something called the compatible time sharing system, which basically allowed multiple people to use this huge computer at the same time. Oh. And because he did that, because multiple people could be on at the same time right. for the first time, he had to create a password. That makes sense. He created the, sense. Pa- the, tech- uh, the, the, the computer password. Was, it only dates back to 1961. Yeah, I'm so glad you shared that yeah. because I did sort of wonder why do we have to do this? And so that also helps with data sharing, but it also helps with if you want to look and see who did what when. You can yeah, look you under can each password have. because mm-hmm. prior to that it would be, well, Jim was yeah, sitting there, yeah. I don't know, and then, and then, the, right, it yeah, wasn't me. And break. then and then the session <laughs> could just continue and be left open. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he created the, pa- cool. the first password. It's something that you don't think needs to be, like, invented. Right. But it did. You had to create the line of code that allows a password to basically encrypt files and directories. Yeah, and then there was only that one thing. I mean, we didn't mm-hmm. have computers in our yeah. homes yeah. we didn't have, so that makes sense to mm-hmm. me that each new hire or in that department yeah. would get yeah. the password or a so password. It would be their password yeah. right so everybody would have individual passwords and that's nice for keeping track of things mm-hmm. until, yeah, until yeah, the you, bad guys yeah, came yeah. along right of course yeah. this was, so this was 1961 so i'm sure by like the end of that year the bad guys were here <laughs> So optimistic. (laughs) Well, I guess that wraps it up for this episode. Um, I don't, I don't know what to say in closing. Um, (laughs) Use it if you feel like it's safe. Um, Change passwords. Just that's you should always be safe. You change your passwords regularly. We're gonna have to do a show on how to remember those because there's just. I don't. Well, right, because there's different schools of thought to it. So there's no right answer on passwords. The only right commonality is to change <sighs> it frequently. Even if you, well, yeah, I was going to say, what if you made one really difficult password you for everything, share. but you can't it anyway? Yeah, don't share passwords with a different of services. I'm not even talking about sharing passwords with like other person. Don't share passwords with different sites. Don't use the same password for Facebook as you do your email. Don't do that. Oh, I got to run. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being with us, Brad, and thank you for listening. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for episode, uh, the next episode, yeah. which will be 19, but for 20, episode 20, um, we're going to simulcast. Never done it before. That's uh, We've done it differently. We've done simulcasting, but not like this. Mm-hmm. What we've done is we've videoed us doing different things. Usually our 20th episode of each season, we do something big and splashy and different so this time we're going to show you wctv's new podcast studio and we'll actually be wearing our headsets doing our podcasting with film yes we can Uh actually wave Uh to you um it may be a (laughs) one-time only shot but we we will show you um the the new and exciting things wctv's TV is doing so that's going to be for episode 20 um, episode 19 will come up with something yeah. amazing for you and we thank you so much for listening to bridging the digital divide and thanks Brad it's good to see you again after yeah. two months good to All see right. you. we'll see you at the next one <laughs>